Welcome to the Sign Geeks for All podcast with Dark Neil. Just another manic Monday. Hey, 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 gang. Welcome to another fun-filled, exciting episode of the Fan Geeks for All podcast with your host, me, Dark Neil. It is Monday, September 4th, 2023, and this is now episode 5 of season 3. And if you're keeping score, this is now the 45th episode of the entire run of the podcast so we're doing it big and and kicking ass taking names <laughs> and i always say we it's not just me it's all of us that's why i say fan geeks for all i'm a fan geek you're a fan geek we're all a fan geek it's all of us or nothing <laughs> But welcome one and all to the program. Um, glad you guys are, in, are hanging out with me today on this manic Monday as it is, as it always is. Um, it's the work, it's the beginning of the workday for most of you, I know. So, kind of sucks, you know, we all gotta go for the grind as it is. But, um, you know, we gotta just keep plugging away at it. It's the only way to you know, make them pennies and pay them bills, you know, know, so we gotta do what we gotta do, um, but yeah, just welcome to the program in general, I'm glad you guys get to hang out with me for whatever time of day or evening you're listening to this to, I always enjoy, you know, hanging with you guys and talking about the entertainment news topics of the day, um, I, I wanted to, like, actually open the show with, um, you know, because for those of you who listens to the program, and there should be a lot of you, <laughs> but if you listen to the program, you already know that your boy Dark Neo is a major movie buff, I'm a, I, I, I classify myself as a film historian because there's a lot about movies and actors and behind the scenes stuff that I'm well versed in, and um, so, so I just added a movie to my vast DVD Blu-ray collection, I have like um, I have like right now exactly 621 movies. I actually thought I had over 630, so I lost count. But it's actually like I I just now added a, another movie to my collection, so it's now at currently at 621, and that is the movie, the comedy No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. This movie is so freaking funny. You, if you haven't seen it yet, I I guarantee you gotta own this video. If you loved anything like American Pie movies and stuff like that, you are so gonna be down for this one. It's as raunchy as hell. I mean, not overly raunchy, but it's it's freaking funny. It's really good. And and from from what I've read in reviews, Jennifer Lawrence in interviews said she absolutely loved doing this movie. This is she said she actually said No Hard Feelings is one of the most fun movies she's ever done in her entire career. And you can tell, you can so tell when you see this movie that she had a blast doing it. And, you know, just her connection with the, um, the, her other co-lead star um, who played this geeky teen. If you don't know what the story is about, I'll tell you right now. Because um, like I said, the movie is already on DVD and Blu-ray, so not even major spoilers. But the movie is about... Um, Jennifer Lawrence plays this girl who is struggling financially and and but she has this worse luck and she has probably even worse reputation <laughs> not that she's a bad girl but she's just bad at relationships and stuff like that and you know she she's an Uber driver 
you know, you know, during the day to try and make most of her money. And um, she also works as like this kind of waitress at some little beachfront um, diner, if you want to call it. I'm, I'm not sure what they would call it for a beachfront place, restaurant or whatever. So and she lives in this house that was left by her mother who had sadly passed away. So she alone lives in this house and she does everything to save it. But she's faced with all these surmountable builds that she owes and who doesn't understand that? And she's getting ready to lose her house. In fact, in the opening of the movie, she she literally loses her car. <laughs> she loses her car and it's towed away by a guy who she had a relationship with or just a short affair with. And he ends up working with the city because he's his job is to tow people's cars away to have a lien on their car or whatever. So um, she loses the car. And she's forced to just get to work by rollerblading <laughs> to work. Um, but she just has a bad luck financially. And at her other job where, where like I said, she's at this beach, works as this waitress, has this beach beachfront restaurant or whatever. She has two co-workers that are good friends of hers. And one of while they're sitting around just talking about, you know, different stuff and how she's going to make money and how she's going to save the house because she's literally about the bank is about to for sell her house um she finds she gets one of her her friends there shows her this ad that says um i don't know the exact phrasing but just to paraphrase um family looking for someone to date their awkward son v- heading for college and he's very shy doesn't have friends stays in his room all day very introverted and we're looking and the parents were looking for someone to to date him and bring him out of his shell before he goes on to college and and they put date in quotations and they're they're saying if you answer this if serious inquiries only if you answer this ad we're going to throw in a a free car like a Buick Regal or something whatever miles on it it's yours the car is yours the title will be signed over to you if you can help our son if you can date our son and get him out of the show so that's basically in a nutshell what the ad says so you know she thinks it's a joke but you know these parents are what they call helicopter parents and if you don't know what the term helicopter parents is it means just what a helicopter does it hovers helicopters hover over the sky so Helicopter parents are parents that hover over their kids and literally control everything they do or whatever. They they have the password to their their laptop and all that stuff. They literally control everything that their kids uh, they They're just not demanding in a way, but just want to make sure they have the best for their child. They just hover. So those are helicopter parents. So she goes and... And answers his ad because she needs a car. Because, like I said, she makes she makes more money being an Uber driver than anything else, and she needs money to save her house. So, um, and so, and they were gonna pay her all this whatever amount of money and give her the car for free. So she goes to answer it, and the whole movie she spends dating this kid, basically just trying to get him out of his shell, get him used to things that he's never really done before or experienced, and um. You know, they basically want her to sleep with him. (laughs) That's really why the date was in quotations. (laughs) They want someone to break his virginity and he'll be loose and 
out of his awkward shell and he'll be ready for college. <laughs> so that's why she's been hired on, you know. So the whole movie just goes through this romp with these two. And like I said, the actors themselves have this great camaraderie that you can tell it's just magic on the set with them. You could tell she was having such a great time. And um, one of, there's a scene in the movie. I'm not, I don't want if you've never seen the movie, I don't want to give way too much. That's really the plot that I, of the movie. I'm not going to tell you, of course, how it ends. You got to see that for yourself. But there's a very key scene in the movie that if you've seen a movie, you know exactly what I'm about to talk about. There's a scene in the movie where after they just had some drinks at some bar, um, like Long Island Icy, they go out and they walk on the beach and she's drunk and um, they go for this walk on the beach after night and the beach is closed or whatever. And he's very prim and proper and says, oh, we can't go on the beach. The sign says it's closed. We should come back when it's open. And she doesn't give a fuck. She's like, come on, be, be adventurous or whatever. And they literally go skinny dipping. She literally takes off all her clothes and goes in the water and forces him to go in the water too. And while they're in the water, three, um, three like beach bums or whatever, or just a young other, some high school kids or whatever, whatever you want to call them, young kids, basically are drunk themselves and they steal their clothes while they're in the water. So she ain't having that. She's a baldy girl. She comes out the water. And remember, they're skinny dipping. So she is completely 100% naked. She comes out and literally starts a fight with these three beach idiots to get their clothes back. It's the coolest, funniest scene ever. But what the, the aside from just a fight that she <laughs> that she gets into, I think the thing that would shock people is that there is no body double. Jennifer Lawrence did full frontal nudity for this entire scene, and from what I from what I heard in interviews, she was literally naked for two days filming this scene, and. When when everyone on the set from crew and this and cast and everybody that worked on the set kept, you know, saying, are you cool with this? Are you you going to be naked, naked? Are you? Uh, she was like, of course, I'm cool with this. She was like excited. She said, we're definitely going to do this. And it this is why the director chose her to be in this film, because this the story of No Hard Feelings basically is is inspired by an actual Craigslist ad from helicopter parents that said basically the same thing they did in the movie so he thought that would make a great story and when he first came up with the idea for the script he only had jennifer lawrence in mind to play the role he said he couldn't see any other actress playing this except jennifer lawrence and jennifer lawrence is brave as hell i mean she she let it all hang out and she's gorgeous of course but man she let it all hang out and it became one of the funniest scenes I mean, the movie's full of funny scenes, but that's just one of them that 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 stands out. That naked beach fight scene with these three idiots just to get their clothes back. <laughs> you gotta see it. It's it's really funny. But um, yeah. But Jennifer has no qualms. You know, I I spoke in my last episode that I did um with episode four. I was talking about the movie Poor Things that's coming up in January with um, Emma Stone. And in that movie, Emma Stone does her own nudity for the first time in her career. 
because there's a whole lot of sex scenes in there. So that's Emma. You see, there's no body double use. So Emma's brave enough to do it. So Jennifer Lawrence is on that list too, as far as actresses who are not ashamed to bear it all with zero body double. And the funny thing is, I aside from that, I was like wondering, who you know, like because I'm watching it and I'm like saying. There's a, she really fights these three. One of them, she does like some almost like a WWE move where she does this backflip body slam thing. And I said, okay, I know Jennifer's doing all the, you know, the new scenes herself, no body double, but that one scene where she does this backflip with this guy that's like choke holding her and she does this backflip and body slams her. I said, did they put like a like a female wrestler in that part? But apparently from what I read, no, they didn't. Jennifer Lawrence did everything. The whole nude fight scene was, of course, well choreographed, but Jennifer did it. She took a bullet for a team. She did the entire fight scene. <laughs> I mean, when you watch it, it's like watching wrestling but naked. <laughs> it is so hilarious of a scene. So you got to get that movie. That's my personal recommendation. No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. It's out on Blu-ray and DVD right now. You will laugh your ass off. Like I said, if you're a major fan of the American Pie movies, you will so get this movie. It's right up there with it. It is hilariously funny. And it it turns out to be a beautiful story when you when you get to the ending of it. Like I said, I'm not going to spoil what happens, but you got to see it for yourself. It is a really great story. Very funny movie. And Jennifer Lawrence is amazing with it. She's like, the, I can see why the, the director said there's no other actress that can play this because I could after watching this film I actually could not think of another actress that would be able to pull this off except for Jennifer Lawrence I don't think any other actress would have been brave enough to do it to be honest I'm I'm going through my mind of all different actresses and there may be one or two others possibly but I don't think so to be honest I think Jennifer Lawrence was it I when you see the movie you'll understand why and then you can see it and then tell me if you think any other actress would have been brave enough to pull that off. Because I don't think Jennifer do it. And then she's got the comedic timing. So even though we've seen her in Hunger Games and, you know, and Red Sparrow, which was a really fucking good movie. Um, she's got some comedy chops to her. So she she, she 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 does well with comedy as very well. She's got that comedic time sense of timing. So, it's a great movie. No Hard Feelings. Go check it out. It's now on DVD and Blu-ray. So, you got to see it. All right, kids. So, we are going to get on with this show. But as always, for my all my new listeners, you can always listen and follow this podcast on all the major platforms. From Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, and a whole bunch more. So, make sure you follow me on those um, platforms, whatever, you, however you're listening to the show, you click that follow button. Also, make sure to subscribe to both my YouTube channel as well as my website, darkneofangeeks.com. And don't forget to check out my Fan Geeks for All fan club. If you're a fan of the show, you definitely want to be a part of that. It's uh, it's 100 optional to join because it's ten dollars a month, so I give you that free reign to join. But if you want to be a uh, official fan club member, just visit Patreon.com/support. Fan Geeks for All, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash support Fan Geeks, the number four, A-L-L. You click on the join button, and once you join and your 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 membership is officially registered, I will ship out to you a free Fan Geeks for All promotional t-shirt just for you. Normally $20 on my website, but I'm giving it to you for free if you become a Fan Geek member. So there's cool perks coming out, more 
cool person like that will be coming along if you join the fan club. So you definitely want to check that out. All right, guys. So let's dive right into the show and get into today's hot topics for this Monday, September 4th. All right. In 1984, comedian Eddie Murphy starred in the hit film Beverly Hills Cop as Detroit detective Axel Foley. A second film, Beverly Hills Cop 2, was released in 1987, and the third and unfortunately very disappointing Beverly Hills Cop 3 was released in 1994. Now, after nearly 30 years, the long-awaited fourth film in the franchise titled Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley is coming sometime in 2024. Axel Foley returns to Beverly Hills to investigate corruption within the police department after the death of an old friend. Joining Eddie in the film, the film will have franchise actors um, that you saw from the previous movies returning. So coming back to this one will be Judd Reinhold, John Ashton, and Paul Reiser, and Bronson Pinchot. So that's so good that those guys are coming back for this one. A newcomer to the franchise will be actress Taylor Page, who will play Axel's daughter. So that's going to be a cool element to see. The fourth installment will also include Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Kevin Bacon. Don't know what their roles are. Their, their, Their characters are undisclosed at this time. But with a cast like that, that should be a pretty good deal to see. I can't wait. The project had lingered in production hell for like a good 10 to 12 years, according to Murphy, with at least five to six different script changes. But now the film has been shot and is currently in post-production. Jerry Bruckheimer returned as as producer. Um, No official trailer or poster has been released yet, but it has been confirmed that with a Netflix deal that was signed back in, I believe, 2019, the sequel will be streaming on Netflix sometime next year, 2024. Now, I don't know if they're going to do like what they did with um, Knives Out, Glass Onion, the sequel to Knives Out. When when Netflix had a deal with them, they had, Knives Out, Glass Onion was in um, both theaters and streaming on Netflix. So I don't know if Eddie's deal, because his production company is also part of this as well, I don't know if the deal is going to be the same thing where it's going to be on both Netflix and in the theaters. Um, I would assume it's going to get that glass onion treatment and be both in theaters and Netflix. I don't know. But then it it could be wrong because even when Eddie came back to do the sequel to Coming to America, Coming to the number two America, that was only on streaming channels. That did not get released in theaters. So more than likely, I'm inquired to believe if they go that route, then we will only see it on Netflix. It will not be in theaters nationwide. But um, I'm looking forward to this because this is actually a sequel I've been waiting on for, like I said, it's been 10, 12 years they've been trying to do this sequel. And, you know, as what Eddie Murphy said, there's been like five to six different script changes, and he hated them all. And it wasn't until, you know, the seventh time or whatever, seventh times of charm, I guess, that he said, okay, this works. And, you know, he partnered with Jerry Bruckheimer because Jerry Bruckheimer is the executive producer. So they wanted to get this right. And I'm glad they did because, as I said at the beginning of the story, 
Beverly Hills Cop 3 was a downer. It it lost its magic. It was not a great story. I, I said, why did Eddie sign on to this one? It, and not faulting Eddie himself. You know, Eddie, of course, is a great comedic actor. But the story was just not fitting for Beverly Hills Cop. It, it, it lost its magic. First one, of course, classic. Classic funny movie. The first Beverly Hills Cop. Second one was even funnier. The second one was a really good movie, and it was and it had a lot of funny moments. So I really enjoyed the second one. But I was I had high anticipation for the third one, and then when I watched it, I'm like, eh. I mean, I watched it. I was watching it to its entirety, but it was painful to watch to its entirety because I'm a, like I said, I'm a major movie person, and if a movie is turning me off so deep, I don't care how much I'm invested in the character or the actor, I will probably shut that off and I'll watch it. And I'm trying to remember if I even watched all of Beverly's Cop 3. Something told me I don't remember seeing all of it to the end because it really was just... I don't know who wrote that script. It was horrible. It was just, don't even watch it. I would say, if this fourth one does well, then they should rename this like Beverly Hills Cop 3.0 <laughs> because like I said the third the actual Beverly Hills Cop 3 was not good at all and um so I'm really praying that this does well so far Eddie's been on a roll you know because he he had disappeared for a while and he's come back he you know when he came with um you know Dolomite is my name which is fucking fantastic that was a great film um, with the true story of Rudy Ray Moore, who had the character Dolomite from back in the in the late sixties, early seventies, or whatever, so um, that was a damn good movie. And then he did the sequel to Coming to America, which was awesome. And then he did You People, um, which which was funny as hell. So he's got a good track record of his comeback films. So I am praying with fingers crossed that this really Beverly Hills Cop. Axel Foley does well. And if it does do well, I will totally erase from my memory banks Beverly Hills Cop 3 because I have the I have the full um three movie pack for Beverly Hills Cop. I just don't watch three. I I it was hard for me to watch because even you'll get turned off after within the first 10-15 minutes. It's really not a good story. So one and two I can watch religiously over and over again. So if three turns out to be a hit. That I, I will call that, in my estimation, I will call that Biblios Cop 3.0 and totally forget about Biblios Cop 3. Because, <laughs> yeah, it just was not good. So, I'm 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 hopeful. I'm hopeful Eddie pulls out another win on this one because I can't wait to see it. I really can't wait to see it. So, sounds good. And, um, like I said, it's in post-production right now, so they've really finished the film. It's just the final little touches they're adding to it. So, I can't wait. All right, so even with the ongoing Hollywood strike, it didn't stop The Last of Us director Craig Mazin from revealing that season two of the Max hit show will introduce a character well known to fans of the popular video game. Mazin has confirmed that the character of Abby will play a major role in the season two return and that the actress has, in fact, been officially cast. But he is not revealing the name of the actress who played that main thorn in Ellie's side. One thing for sure, though, is that 
whoever that chosen actress is, she would really have to have the look of a WWE wrestler. And you think, you may laugh, but for those of you who have played The Last of Us 2 like I have, you would already know that the character of Abby is built like a male marine slash MMA female fighter. I mean, not much of a womanly figure. I mean, that's what kind of, I mean, there's a, there's a, if you, hopefully you've played the game already, you know, I'm not going to spoil this for anybody, but the game's been out for a long time now, so I don't mind dropping spoilers on this one, because there's a, there's a part in the game now, I'm not talking the show, but there's a part in the game, The Last of Us Part 2, where Abby's character and the guy, I forgot his name, whoever she's been like on again, off again with, there's a scene that takes place aboard this ship that's docked that he found where these two just are just get they have this argument but then the argument turns to them having this wild just sex scene and i'm sorry when you when you see her and she's taking off her clothes there's not it's nothing attractive at least for me as a male, as a heterosexual male, it just looked like two dudes, you know, going at it. Because she's built like a guy. She hasn't, she's got these big python, you know, like, not like, you know, Lou Ferrigno or Hulk Hogan arms. But she's got, she's got guns. You know, she's got some guns. She's got some muscles on her arms. So she, it just looks like a two guys going at it. You know, there's not much womanly curves going on there with her. So, if they're going to go that route for the show... Like I said, they've already cast the actress and he, they're not revealing who it is. And I think one of the main things are why they're not revealing who it is is only because that the SAG after Hollywood strike is still going on. So, they don't want to mention this until after the strike is well over and done and settled. Then they'll release it. Because right now, we don't even know when season two of The Last of Us is going to happen with this strike going on. It was supposed to happen sometime next year. I don't know. But then I read something there. It's been pushed to 2025, which even for a strike makes no fucking sense. So I hope that's not the case. I really do hope we see it for next year, you know, and they can come to some resolution for this stupid strike. But um, I like I said, as far as whoever they've cast and they made it official they said she abby has been cast i'm like i can't wait to find out who this actress is and there's been some fans of both the game and the show that have chimed on social media and put their thoughts as to who but i think there was two different actresses that they mentioned who i don't know who they are but um fans have already chimed in on their theories but the only thing that um Craig Mazin, the director, has said is that the only hint, the little hint he gave as to who this actress is, and it won't give a hint as to, like, tell you what she's been in or anything like that, so he's not movie name or TV show dropping anything, but all he said was that whoever fans think it is, you are dead wrong, and you are going to be so surprised to find out who we actually got cast for Abby. You're going to be shocked. It, that's And that was it. He left it at that. 
He left it at that. So everybody who's going to come up with fan theories of guessing who this is, guess to your heart's content all you want. You And you can put out your little guest videos and all that stuff and your little fan-made videos, and which a lot of those fan-made videos I hate with a passion because they're so wrong. <laughs> you know, I'd rather wait for the real production trailer or whatever. But um, I can't wait because they said fans can guess all they want, but they're never going to guess. He's he's literally confirmed you will never figure out. You can guess all you want. You're not going to figure out. But all I can say is we chose the right one. We literally chose the right actress. After we chose her, we shut the door. There's no more casting calls. This is it. We found our Abby. So I'm dying to find out now. This just makes me fuel for the fire and makes me want to find out. Because Abby, aside from her being built like a guy, she's a kick-ass character. She really is in the in the game. You know, because on the show, they've already, they already had planted seed. Like, within the last four episodes of season one of the last for us on max they already integrated what we already see in last of us part two the video game which i didn't think they would do so early but they did so it makes sense to introduce abby for season two and like i said when you play the last of us part two abby is really kick-ass because the story splits between ellie and abby it literally goes back and forth. And there's one point where you're on Abby so much, you almost forgot Ellie was in the game. Because there's a lot... I think, in actuality, I will... I mean, someone would have to really look at this and study it hard to know the true fact of it. But I've played Last of Us Part Two at least twice now. And all I can say is that I think... Abby has more screen time than Ellie. Honestly, I think Abby, even though Ellie is the main character of the show, of the game, Ellie, Abby has more screen time, at least to me. There, you spend more time playing Abby than you do Ellie. I mean, you, I mean, you figure it's equal parts, and then they have a big confrontation at the end of the game, at the, at the final story, where they have their final confrontation together. But, um... Yeah, Abby is very intricate to the story. So for them to bring her in, because they what I praise, um, you know, them doing so far. Because I watched season one of The Last of Us, and they got it spot on. If you like, if you watch the series but had never played the game, you're just watching it like a regular series. But because I had already been well versed in the game, you know, by the time like when The Last of Us came out on Max, I had already well finished the the, the first game. And at that point, I had started, I was still in the middle of playing part two when The Last of Us came on max. So that's how I knew there were certain elements within the last four episodes that were part two. But um, they, they're accurate. They pretty got it dead on when it, when even with the clickers and all that stuff. I'm like, holy shit, they really did their homework. And this is literally like the game. Nothing's amiss exactly 100% like the game so I'm looking forward to season two whenever that is hopefully Hollywood gets their shit together and ends this strike so these actors and writers can get back to work and we can get the the shows and the movies and stuff that we've been dying to see because now I'm ready for season two so we'll just have to wait and see all right now speaking of post-apocalyptic stories I am legend writer Avika Goldsman recently stated that a sequel to Will Smith's 2007 film is in the works. 
I Am Legend 2 will follow the story after the events of the alternate ending in which Will Smith's character Robert Neville survived. The theatrical release ended with Robert staying behind in his basement laboratory and sacrificing himself in order for Anna and her son to escape through a hidden tunnel and survive. Goldsman said the inspiration for the continuing story actually came from the success of The Last of Us, Max series. He said he wants to explore the story of Neville's survival, which, if not too many people know, was the act, that alternate ending. If you have the, the Blu-ray or whatever of I Am Legend or 4K, you'll know, like I said, the theatrical release, Neville sacrificed himself so that Anna and her son can escape. That was what was released in theaters. But there is an alternate ending that you only saw on owning the DVD Blu-ray or the 4K where Neville did survive. And that was actually the original ending of the 1954 Richard Matheson novel, I Am Legend. That was how it always ended with Neville surviving. So that's what um, Goldsman wants to explore on, the story of Neville's time and life from surviving that element and what happens after. So not much now is known about the full plot or what the full plot will be for I Am Legend 2, but what has been revealed for sure is that Creed star Michael B. Jordan will join the cast in an undisclosed role. So that's cool because, you know, Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan have never worked together. So this is going to be cool to see these two put together. Um, I don't, yeah, I can't wait. I mean, as if I find out more information about this, of course, I'm going to talk to you guys about it on the show here. But that's all that can be revealed right now. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, Because like I said, because of the Hollywood strike, everything's still on hold. So I don't don't think a script has been officially written yet. But right now, that's where the writer wants to go. He wants to go with how the book originally ended, which was basically the alternate ending of the film where Will Smith's character survives. So we'll wait and see. As more news develops, I will be the first to drop it on here and let you guys know. So we'll just have to wait and see. All right, kids. So that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Fan Geeks for All podcast with your boy, Dark Neo. Thank you again for hanging out with me on this manic Monday as it is. I know it's the beginning of the work week. It's it's not much to jump up and down and celebrate. But we're going to try and make it the best we can and make it the best you can, however you do. And don't let your boss get you down. You'll be home soon. <laughs> All right, now, make sure, as always, you guys follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, MMU, and, and I keep saying animal. I did this I did that last one. I keep catching myself that animal. Amazon. (laughs) You know, wherever the podcast is being broadcast from, because it's being broadcast everywhere. So wherever you catch it, you can even Google Fan Geeks for All and jump on the bandwagon. It's all, it's everywhere. So wherever you listen to it, make sure you click that follow button so you can follow the show, listen to all seasons one and two that are already on there and what I've already done for season three so far. Um, also don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, a lot of cool stuff, original videos that I made that most of you probably have not even seen and didn't even know I made. It's right on there for you to check in my playlist library. So you'll have a lot of fun watching that. So make sure you check that out. And also don't forget to become a member of my dark Neo 
fangeeksforall.com website. I have cool merch on there that you guys are going to absolutely love. New t-shirts that I've just added on there that are really cool to that you definitely want to own and wear. And as I said, if you're a fan of the show, then please join the Fan Geeks for All fan club by visiting patreon.com slash support fangeeksforall. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash support fangeeks, the number four, A-L-L. All right, guys. So that's going to be it. Try to enjoy this Monday as best as you can. I thank you for taking this time of day, afternoon, evening, late night, whatever you're listening to. I do appreciate and love the hell out of you guys for listening to the show. So make it, try to enjoy this Monday as best as you can. And take a little time to become a fan geek for all. One love, everybody. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye-bye.